Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. I bless the Lord this morning. This is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Our prayer has been that whenever we come together, that we don't leave the same way that we came. Amen. And I believe as we, as even from this service, and we felt his presence from the beginning of the service, and I just believe that he's come to do something in our souls. Amen. Amen. And this morning, we're so blessed. We're so blessed. Um, there in our school district here, every year, for um, mm, Black History Month, they have an oratory contest. And they start in the classrooms, each individual, <clears throat> and this particular, it's on the, this was on the elementary, I'm the one I'm speaking about is on the elementary level. They start in every elementary classroom in the district. That's a whole lot of classrooms. A whole lot of classrooms. And then from the elementary classroom, they pick one winner. Then that winner from each class, they compete against each other in, in the oratory contest for the school. Then each of the elementary schools, and I'm not sure how many there are, but there are several in the district. Um, each of those, the winners that are selected to represent each school, they go on to the district's oratory contest. And we are so blessed this morning that we have the winner of the Orangeburg, uh, the Orangeburg County School District. The whole county, he's here with us this morning. And you know what, what blesses me even more? He loves the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Don't yeah. tell me God won't give his people favor. Yeah, yeah. Amen. God will bless you with the talent and then favor. That, well, that's the word. He said your gift would make rooms, yes, room for you yes, and would bring you before great and mighty men. So we're so honored this morning to have Malachi Jean. He's here this morning. We've asked him to come. If he can share it out there, he can share it in the house. Amen. So come on, let's put our hands together for our brother Malachi as he comes and, and present us with the same oratory um, or, oration that he gave there at the school district. Come on, let's put our hands together and bless the Lord for him. I just want to live, God protect me, I just want to live, I just want to live. These are the words that many of my peers will never sing because they die with gun violence. Gun violence, y'all. They didn't have to die. It's not good enough to quote inspiration on stage when my peers are quoting murder songs on the streets. The difference between most speeches and those violent songs is the violent back of their words. And we just keep talking and talking and talking. How can we sing? We shall overcome. 
cannot first overcome our inability to act on what we say we believe. Right. Are we upset with the gun violence amongst our peers? Yeah. Yeah. Are we upset enough to do something? Yeah. Then why don't we? Consider this traumatic truth. Gun violence is one of the most leading causes of death amongst youth. This includes accidental shootings, homicide, and even suicide. Young victims are even being dragged into these killings as innocent bystanders. And if you don't believe me, then listen to this. An eight-year-old girl named Aubrey Anthony was shot and killed in a drive-by shooting just last month because people don't care where they are shooting. My sister is eight. What if that was my sister? What if that was your sister? What if that was your daughter? Truthfully, this issue is too much for me and it's too much for you. However, there may be a chance to overcome this terrible reoccurrence of youth gun violence if we all come together. While we are united in our pledge of allegiance, we are divided in our act of allegiance. Earlier, I mentioned gun violence and music. Well, it's time for music that promotes life over death. The movement I will start and lead is the Orangeburg Anti-Gun Violence Music Movement. This movement will feature several of my peers who will make music against gun violence. If we do not do something now, then who will do something later? My peers are influenced by what they hear and see. So if they do not hear and see positive actions, they will be influenced by negativity. There are so many people trying to be the next big thing in music, even if it means to encourage the killing of young people. Our community is hurting from youth gun violence, and it is time for us to perform life healing music and not life killing music. That is why the theme of this music movement is called Music That Heals Over Music That Kills. Dr. King said, we must learn to live together as brothers, or perish together as fools. Right now, we are perishing as fools, and the Archbird anti-gun violence movement can activate our hearts and awaken our actions as young people to be involved with the solution. Because the best way to put on for your hood is to put on a hood and walk across the stage and graduate. My family and my peers, stand up. Everybody in this room, stand up. Everybody online, stand up and repeat after me. We, the people, will not be divided. We the people will not be divided. It is not okay to lose youth to gun violence. We the people have a voice and it matters. So if you mean it, then use it for good. In conclusion, this movement is for my peers and me who want to live, learn, and lead a better life. Because we just want to live. Mm -hmm. We 
just want to live. Will you help us? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my Lord. Woo! Well, we can see why he won. Come on, let's bless the Lord for him again. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Just want to live. Hallelujah, Jesus. God is good. Ah, that's a message. That's a message. And that really ties right into where the Lord has me this morning. <laughs> I bless the Lord. I wow. I bless the Lord. Come on, I, I, let's come on. Put our hands together and bless the Lord for Him again. Hallelujah. We've got to do something about it. And Malachi, you start the movement. We joining in with you. All right. And not only will we join in with you just by deed, but by prayer. Yes. Amen. Amen. We pray with you. We'll yes. pray for you. Yes. Amen. Because something has to happen. Yes. And the Bible, what did the Bible say? A child shall lead him. Yes. Amen. Who knows? Who knows? This just be, might be the answer. No, he just might be the answer that we've been praying for. So we don't know. But one thing, we keep praying, and God keeps moving. Amen? Come on, let's bless the Lord. Amen. Oh, I'm honored. We're honored. We're honored that you came to be with us this morning. Amen. Oh, wow. Wow. Amen. I don't think I expect it all. I've seen the oratory contest before, but I understand now why he won. Amen. Because that was a cut above. Amen. 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 Again, I bless the Lord just for his faithfulness and for what he's doing in our midst. Amen. I am in no way discouraged. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not discouraged. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I'm so encouraged in my walk with the Lord. I'm just, I'm encouraged. Lots of things. If I look at what's going on, I could easily get despondent. If I look at it through the eyes of my my natural eyes or the eyes of flesh, I can easily get despondent. Mm -hmm. But when I look at things through the eyes of the Spirit, yes. right. I see that the things that God has said is surely coming to pass. Amen. So I bless the Lord this morning just for what he's doing. I honor the Lord for Bishop Ed. Amen. 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 I really thank God for him. I, I, I like him. I really like him. <laughs> I love him, yes, but I like him. A whole lot of folks in love and can't stand a person. But I like him and I love him. Amen. 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 He's all right with me. Amen. He's all right. Yeah. We <laughs> you know about it. He's all right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I bless the Lord for the saints of God. I bless the Lord for our sister Simone. Sister Jody, Michaela being with us this morning. Amen. We honor you. We honor you. You're in our hearts. You're in our prayers. We honor you. We honor you. Amen. Amen. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching God. We're watching God. We've seen the power of the Holy Ghost at work this week. We've seen the power of the Holy Ghost at work this week. And so what the work that he's done... I, let me encourage you here. He's still going to take you all the way through. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All the way. Not just through the next three or four weeks. He's there to take you through. Amen. Amen. He got you. He got you. Amen. Amen. And we just bless the Lord for that. Amen. Let's go to the word. Uh, 
I, the last three weeks, Bishop Ed has been preaching on um, understanding spiritual warfare. If you haven't heard those messages, go back, go back, go back, and, and really listen. Listen to those tapes. Um, listen to those. There's so many, many nuggets that, that's in those lessons that really that we need, we need to hear. Amen. And we're asking, we're asking, and I, I'm really encouraging you rather. I'm encouraging you, go back and listen to those lessons. And even as he was, was, was um, ministering last week and the week before, but especially last week, there were so many things in the lesson that the Lord was speaking to me, that the Lord was speaking to me. And, and, and one thing, one way I, I know uh, how, how he speaks, especially when I hear a message, some things will just jump out. And I'm here, I'm, I'm, I was taking notes. I didn't have my, my tablet with me, a, a tablet with me, but I was taking the notes in, on my phone. And when I got home, I didn't even realize how much I had, had written, had typed. But um, it was such a powerful lesson. And from those, that lesson last week, the Lord has really spoke. Because I asked the Lord, I've been asking the Lord, what is it that you want me to say? What is it that you want me to say? And, and it, I, I thought I was just going to go back and bring forth some of those points that he had brought out last week, the things that had ministered to me and just there. But even last night, the Lord really kind of turned it. A lot of the points are here, and you may hear them again, but I, I, there, the Lord dropped something in my heart. While Bishop preached the last three weeks about understanding spiritual warfare, and he preached how we have to know that we have an enemy. All right, we have to know who the devil is. But the Lord dropped it in my heart to go even further in that same vein. And the subject this morning is simply this. Some things the devil doesn't want you to know. Okay. The, there are some things the devil doesn't want you to know. Amen. Now, we didn't realize, we didn't even realize that when we were born, we were born into a conflict. We were born into a conflict. And this conflict had been raging on long time before we were born. We just got here and we became part of what was going on between the devil and God. Look in Revelations, the 12th chapter. And the 7th, starting at the 7th verse, the 7th through the 9th verses. We'll just go there first. And it says this, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought against, fought and his angels. Okay. Then let's look at verse 8. And prevailed not, neither was there place found anymore in heaven. All right, but look at verse 9 because I want to see who is this dragon. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Go back to the seventh verse if we can. And since now we know. That the dragon is the devil. I want us to read this a little differently. And there was a war in heaven. 
And the devil fought against, and the devil fought and his angels. Let's look at verse 8. And prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Right. Let's look at verse 9. And it goes back, and that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. I want us to see that he was cast out of heaven. If we, if we go, I believe it's in Daniel, Ezekiel, Daniel, in there, you'll see where he's called Lucifer. Beautiful, and the, the most beautiful angel ever created. It goes on to describe how, much, how many instruments were created in him. That's why the, the devil fights praise and worship so. Because he was one created to worship. But let's look at this. I really, really, really want us to see this. The war and the battle that was going on went on between God and Satan. All right. okay. We had nothing to do with that. We had nothing to do with that. Go to Isaiah, the 14th chapter. The 12th through the 14th verse. I want us to look at this because we need to, I want us to see this morning who the devil is. This is all part of things that he doesn't want us to know. He doesn't want us to know that he's already been to heaven and can't go back. Can't go back in the same state. He want us to know that he us If you'll note the Bible said it, it, it didn't say rather that it was God who fought against
knowledge? Because you've done this and you've done that, it doesn't matter. Pride is not your friend. A friend loves at all times. Pride don't love you. Because the word of the Lord says this, that the proud shall be what? Abased. The proud are going to be brought low. Pride is not your friend. When you get to the top, you best realize it was God who brought you there. And if you want to stay there, you best give him the glory for taking you there. Pride ain't your friend. Pride's not your friend in a marriage. Pride's not your friend in a friendship. Certainly not your friend in a marriage. We'll save that for the seminar. No. Yes, I'm going to go there a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm going to my message. Pride is not your friend in a marriage. Because I can see where, let's say if I see where I've been wrong or I've done something maybe I should not have done. But if I'm not willing to humble myself to my husband, or my husband's not willing to humble himself to me, then it's not going to work. There'll be a, thank you, there'll be a constant conflict. Sometimes you have to humble yourself when you're not wrong. But, but, but I didn't do nothing. Why am I here? But I didn't do nothing. He did it or she did it. Sometimes you humble yourself just for the sake of peace. Humility doesn't hurt anybody. Pride is not your friend. So listen to all of these eyes that Satan said. I'm going to exalt myself. I'm going to sit upon the mount of the congregation. I will ascend. How are you going to usurp God's plan uh-huh. how when he made God made you oh God I want to go to this lesson how is it when God has made you you going to tell God I'm going to make myself equal with you mm-hmm. I'm going to interject this right here too and I'm going to my message how is and you know again another trick of the devil even in ministry Mm -hmm. and even in the household of faith we at times want to grow in God we want to 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 learn more about God and we've been faithful in his work and we've been doing the work of the ministry are we understanding but it just doesn't seem like we're growing any further or people are not calling you to come to speak or you know the doors of not of ministry aren't opening like you may desire then the devil will say if God loved you so much if God cared about you then why this or if he really said it and if you think you know God then why is it that this is taking so long bless the Lord I bless you I bless you or why is it that that's taking so long or why did your life go this way or why the devil is an accuser of the brethren but one thing that I've learned and this when I finally learned it and it has given me peace I can't do nothing that God doesn't set the stage for. All right. All right. Okay. 
if he doesn't open the door, then it wasn't for me to do it. If he hasn't made the way, then it's not for me to do it. The children of Israel could not cross the Red Sea until he parted the sea. So when God is ready for you, me, them, 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 or whomever to go around the whole world to teach, he'll put it in somebody's heart to call you to come. So if he doesn't put it in somebody's heart, that means you occupy where you are until he opens the door. Amen? Now, that brings peace. Because the onus then isn't on me. It's not on me to open the doors. I don't have to call you and tell me, let me come preach at your church. I don't have to call you and say, come on, let, let me do this seminar for your church. If he wants me to go to Philly, New York, to do whatever needs to be done there, he knows how to put it in people's heart. And they ask me to come. So that means I rest in him. Now while I'm resting, oh God, I need to go here. But while I'm resting, what do I do? This doesn't mean I still don't fellowship. Doesn't mean I'm not in the word. Doesn't mean I'm not in prayer. I don't just pray just to get a message. It doesn't mean that I'm not talking to him. It doesn't mean I'm not living holy. I only got to live holy just because I got to be, I got to, no, 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 no. God's preaching the most. I got to, no, 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 no. I've got to still occupy. I still have to work out my soul's salvation where I am. So, and I have to still ask him and hear from him. What is it, Lord, that you want me to do? Ah, bless the Lord. Let me go to my lesson. Let me go to my lesson. Satan. Satan is in conflict with God. He's in conflict. Before salvation, we were not even a threat to the devil. Those whom Satan already have, He's not worried about us. He's not worried about them. Because he already has them. Bishop quoted the scripture last week, John 8 and 44. Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. And he told them, you have your father the devil. And his lust do you do. Because we were, remember how David said in Psalm 51, how we were born in sin. And shaping in iniquity. That was the state, that's the state we were in. Before salvation. We were captured by the adversary. Oh God have mercy. I can't go back and teach all of that. But when Adam gave over. Creation. To the devil. He gave it over to him. Remember Jesus. God told Adam. He said the day you eat of the tree. You shall surely die. He didn't tell him. That he was going to die graveyard dead. He told him, you're going to die though. He didn't, he didn't die graveyard dead. But what he did do, he died spiritually. Yeah. Satan came in and he captured him on the inside. Yes. Yes. And the children born after them, born in sin. Yes. Yes. And shaping in iniquity. This, they were born in captivity. This is why Cain could slay his brother. 
Because the spirit of iniquity was working on the inside. Before that, there was no murder. There was no hatred. There was no jealousy. But when Adam gave over creation to Satan, now the spirit of iniquity, the spirit of sin, Malachi, that's why there's so much gun violence. Because the spirit of iniquity is working on the inside. The devil is not our friend. He has those, he has humankind captured in captivity. And the only way to break this captivity, let me go back a little bit. Somebody greater than Satan had to cast him out of heaven. Are we understanding? Which means Michael, the archangel, cast Satan out. The word says he fought against Satan and he prevailed. And he was cast out. Somebody greater. Somebody greater than Satan had to cast him out. And the same thing has happened with us. Somebody greater had to come and show us how this thing's supposed to go. Somebody greater had to come and show us we can live holy. So that's why Jesus came. He was born of the Spirit. Born of the Holy Ghost. He was born of the Holy Ghost. He walked around just like a man, just like you, Bishop. Just like you, the men here. Walked around like a human man. With a great big Holy Ghost on the inside. And when we are born again, we are born of the same Holy Ghost. And we, whether it's man or woman, I walk around now as a woman with a great big Holy Ghost on the inside. The same Holy Ghost. There are no two Holy Ghosts. The same Holy Ghost that was in Jesus. When I was born again, in the moment of a twinkling of an eye, I was changed on the inside. And the same Holy Ghost cast the spirit of Satan out of me. It doesn't mean that I was, mm, even though I was captivated, doesn't mean we were demon possessed. There is a difference. We're not going to talk about that now. just want to let you know there's a difference. But the same Holy Ghost kicked out Satan and all of his influences. Expelled Satan in my life. Expelled him in my spirit. Then now he came in. That same Holy Ghost. That, that, mm, the, mm, the same Holy Ghost. That raised Jesus from the dead. That same. Not no new Holy Ghost. There is no new Holy Ghost. It's the same. Who is the spirit of God. He now lives in us. Same us, the same power, the same power, and we don't even realize how great this Holy Ghost is. 
Ephesians, Ephesians, the second chapter, the first verse says this, and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. This is before salvation. We walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had. This is, this is Paul talking to the church at Ephesus. We all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath. We had sin's nature. Yes. We had yes. the devil's nature yes. even as others. Yes. But look at how he's telling us. Now I want you to say, start that, just the first two words together. And I want to say it so, you to say it so I can hear it. Let's say it. But God. But God. Who is rich in mercy. Hallelujah, Where would we be if it wasn't for God? But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. What would I be doing? Oh God, oh God, oh God. I shudder to think. I know, I know. I would either be in jail or hell. But God. But God. Now remember, we can't forget that. And you who he quickened, verse 1, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Remember Satan had us captured. He captured us. We were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world. We did what Satan told us to do. According to the prince of the power of the earth, that's Satan, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Yes, yes. Among whom also we all, all of us, all of us, all of us, all of us, had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of our flesh. We did what we wanted to do. We did what sin told us to do. My Lord Jesus. And don't tell me sin don't have pleasures. Mm -hmm. Sin has pleasures. Yes, Who was that? The Bible speaks, I think it is in Hebrews about, about um, Moses. How he enjoyed, the, was it Moses? Mm -hmm. The pleasures of sin for a season. I think that was Moses. He enjoyed the pleasures of sin for a season. But then it says in verse 4, But God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath he quickened yes, us yes. together yes. with Christ. He quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. 
simple definition of grace, the one I've heard all my life, is unmerited favor. Something you didn't earn. Something you didn't earn. Hallelujah. Something we didn't deserve. Something we couldn't pay for. By grace are we saved. And raised us up together. This is still what God has done. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's what God did for us. In other words, where we were before, captured by Satan, God has turned around and set the captives free. Doesn't mean all captives are free. It means those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He set us free. And Satan now does not want us to know that his influence doesn't have to have power over us. He don't want you to know that. He doesn't want us to know now, according to Colossians 3, that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. When we were in the kingdom of darkness, he ruled that kingdom. Because remember, it was his desire to set his throne up as high as God. So now he's here, he's still acting as though he's God. Only he's acting as though he's God in the kingdom of darkness. But what it is now, I I really want us to see this. We have been taken from his kingdom. After salvation, at salvation, at salvation, we were taken from the kingdom of darkness. And translated, put over into a whole new world. And you know, oh God have mercy. You know what? While we were in darkness, we didn't even know we were in darkness. Because you were, we were born into it from birth. And since we were born into it from birth, we never knew any difference. You didn't know what light looked like. So when you see somebody who had been born again and you entertain them, you know they're different. But you didn't know what it was. We didn't know what it was. We just, because we over here in the darkness, we don't know what light looks like. And that's one of the tricks of the adversary to keep us from knowing that light's over there. That, oh God, help me here, help me here, help. Let me, I got to go there. That's a deception of the adversary. See, because if he, oh, help us here, Holy Ghost. If he would let you see that there's light over there, we would automatically do what? Start gravitating to the light. So what he will do, Oh God, where's the scripture? The, the scripture says, and I believe it's 2 Corinthians 11, where it says, Satan transforms himself into an angel of light. Yes, right. mm-hmm. And then he, it even says how he has ministers of light. Yes. 
So now it's so it's easy now for him to tell his ministers, and I'm not talking about nobody. I'm just talking what the word says. It would be easy for Satan to talk to his ministers and tell them what to preach and what not to preach so that they won't preach the full gospel. Because if they preach full gospel, the whole, I don't mean full gospel is in the denomination. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the whole gospel. This is a strategy of the enemy. And me as a preacher, I have to be careful. I can't be deceived. I, I can be deceived by the enemy if I'm not watchful unto prayer. Then if we're preaching watered down and come to Jesus and all your problems going to be over. And then when people come to Jesus and all their problems get worse. Then what do you think they're going to say about the gospel? Their, their, their testimony then is that ain't true. I thought that was real. That ain't real because what they preach ain't true. Are we under Isn't true. Excuse me. I know I have educators here. Excuse me. Isn't true. So now, enemy's tactic. He'll use the word against us. He'll use the word against us. Just like I said a little while ago. He will, we, we, he, he, we have a desire to be used of God. And he will even use our own desires to be used of God against us. Because he will try to get us to the place either that we're discouraged or despondent. Or that we, 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 we can't see our way into ministry. So then we're here. Not realizing that it's the devil. Not even realizing it's the devil. But what we do. We become. We turn. Our attention inward. And we then. We can't defeat him. I'm a, we can't defeat the devil in the flesh. But yet what we're doing, we're using our fleshy thoughts to try to figure out the whys. So whenever I, and I'm all ahead of myself here, if, if I bring flesh against spirit, I'm going to lose. See, because the devil is a spirit. The devil is a spirit. I cannot, if it took the archangel Michael to defeat him in heaven, how do we think that we can come against Satan? The devil realizes, oh God help me, that every time one of us, an in, a, a, a child, a, a person, an individual, child, adult, is born again, he comes to the light. Yes, yes. Not only does he come to light, but he becomes light. Yeah, becomes light. Yeah. We, are, we who are born again, born of his spirit, are born with the power to create other lights. We're born to create other lights. In other words, we're supposed to procreate. 
I'm supposed to be able to stand right here in the kingdom of light and shine bright enough so that those in darkness who Satan has put blinders on and have tried to keep them from seeing the light. I need to let my light so sh The Bible didn't say just let your light shine. It said let your light what? So shine. Which means let it shine real good. I need to let my light so shine that men and women will see my good works and do what? They want to come and glorify God yes. with me. Yes. So one thing the enemy tries to get us to do is keep our light dim. Mm -hmm. Be ashamed yes. of who we are. Yes. You know, if you, if, you, uh, if you say something about Jesus, they're going to laugh at you. Uh -huh. We've got the Holy Ghost on the inside. Even though they may laugh now, they need what we have. Yes, they do. Oh, bless the Lord. Let me, let me go on. Okay. Yes. The devil knows the power of the light. Mm -hmm. He can see our potential. Yes. And tries to not only stop us from knowing who we are, but to stop us from re realizing who we have on the inside. He sees our potential. He sees our potential. He knows the danger of a bright light to his kingdom. He knows it. He's seen bright lights. <laughs> the many who've gone on before us who were bright lights. He's seen the damage. Look, look at a Billy Graham. Bright light. Look how many souls that bright light brought to the kingdom. So he sees the damage that a bright light can do. He sees the damage to his kingdom and how many souls could be brought from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light if a bright light would stand and shine. So he don't want us to know our potential. He doesn't want us to know who we really are. And he surely doesn't want us to know the power that we have on the inside. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, help me. One of the keys that the enemy uses is to keep, to keep I'm sorry, one of the keys he uses to keep people under his, under his control is to keep them ignorant. And this is not just in the kingdom of darkness. It's in the church too. We know about God the Father. We know about Jesus the Son. But if you ask the average born again tongue speaking believer. Who is the Holy Ghost? They're going to say. Um, he makes me. Who is the Holy Ghost? Which means you should answer me. He. You ask him. Who is the Holy Ghost? He. No. He'll say. 
it. it. It's what makes me speak in tongues. It's what makes me feel good. It's what makes me have, it makes me quicken. Makes me shout. That's the average answer. So that's a tactic of the enemy. I've got to close. That's a tactic of the enemy to keep us ignorant of who we really are. The average, and, and God knows, because I've been there. Thank God for teaching me. It ain't been that long that I know him like I know him. And that's the truth. But the average born again believer will say or will think God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. But we don't realize that this right here that we treat so frivolously that we don't talk about is the power that's working in the earth today. We don't even realize that this right here, that it right there, that it, this it, this it is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power, it's because of this it right here that we were born again. And the spirit that it says we are born of is this one. Yes, yes. He's real. Yes, yes, he is. He's real. We've said it before. We've said it. And we'll say it again. The Old Testament. God moved. The spirit of God moved upon people. When Jesus came. Hallelujah. The spirit of God. He was Emmanuel. He was God with us. But now. What we think is just. Over here somewhere? Mysterious? No. He is God in us. It's in him. He's in me. I'm in him. And he's the one who's caused me. He called to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. And as long as the devil can get us not to realize that we have this great power on the inside, we'll never reach our full potential. All right. All right. Hallelujah. I'm going to have to close. Mm, mm, mm. Satan is a master deceiver. He's been doing this a long time. He's been doing it a long time and has succeeded many times. A master deceiver. And he'll deceive me. It don't matter what title is before my name. It don't matter how many degrees I have behind my name. It doesn't matter. The Bible says he's the sum of wisdom. So he studies us. He knows how you were raised. He knows the things that people said to you that were negative. He, told, he knows when people said you'll never amount to anything. He knows your failures. He knows your deepest, deepest darkest secrets. Because he was there. He's the one told you to do it. So he knows. So why is it. God help me here. I'm so far. I'm on, I'm on page two bishop. The, the, so why is it. That he knows. Let me tell you, he's not a friend. He's not a friend. 
What he'll do, he'll tell you to do something. And then he'll turn around after you do it, then condemn you for it. And then he'll drop a thought. When you think you're about out of it and you've repented and cried, I mean, bitterly cried, wept, repented before God. And then the enemy will come back and say, mm-hmm, I know you think God forgave you, but he really didn't. So then he brings, like, condemnation comes over you again. He comes back over you. Oh, God, have mercy here this morning, Jesus. It comes back over you again. And then he's going to constantly stand and talk in your ear. You see, God don't love you. If you love you, watch your tire come go flat. And you the one drove in, in the field trying to take a shortcut and got a nail in it. If God love you, you know you don't have any extra money, but if God love you, why your tire go flat? Can, can I say this? We're the ones, we, I'm not we, I ain't in this one. People go out and do whatever they do. And then when the consequences come, you may even repent. Excuse me. We may even repent. But when the consequences come of what he told you to do, or when the consequences show up, of what he told you to do. Then. He makes you too ashamed. To. Even want to try in God again. You understand what I'm saying? Or. He. Or, what, or, or, or you may do something and your name show up in the paper. And. Then. He wants you to hide. But no. No, not saying, I, no, 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 God help me here. I didn't mean to go here. Not saying, I, you know, I'm proud of what I did. You, you understand what I'm saying? Pride ain't your friend. <laughs> ain't your friend. Excuse me. Isn't your friend. So that's not what I'm talking about. But, and it doesn't even have to be what people deem as big sin. But we've got to understand the wiles of the devil. Yes, yes. That's what I want you to see. We've got to understand the wiles of the devil. Because as long as he can keep, drop a thought, and then you start watering and feeding the thought with your own thoughts. And we judge God foolishly. That God will never forgive us. And we judge our own selves. In ways that God hasn't judged us. Then Satan just sit back, sits back and does this. Don't have to say anything else. And here we are. Let me use me. I have the Holy Ghost. Born again. But now if, let's say if, it, it, it doesn't even have to be something that I do now. Or, or I'm doing now. Could have been something I did 15, 20 years ago. Thirty, but somebody may preach on it. Preach on that particular thing, whatever it is, could be anything. And so when they preach on it, the devil would say, 
See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're talking to you. You know that person's a person of God. They're talking about you. Now, I've been going 30 years walking with God. Living, repented way back here. But the enemy, because somebody preached on you. And repented long back here, living holy all this other time, all of this. From here way up there, 30 years later, living holy. Ain't even the same person no more. Didn't even remember it. Didn't even remember that I did it. Until somebody preached on it one day. And they just preach in general church. <laughs> Bible. One time. Don't, didn't even, no, nobody in the whole church knew I did it. Not even the preacher. See God telling him you did it. God telling him. And see what happens now. The enemy will take and drop that conversation in your heart and then cause your whole spirit that where you've grown in God from here to here. And if you're not careful, what he will do is cause you, first of all, to keep on thinking. And you will have thought yourself so far back. Because if we give the enemy place, he going to ride it. Give, don't, the Bible tells us don't give place to the devil. So if we give place to the devil, and the more I give place, look at here. Y'all see what I'm doing? He's trying to get me someplace. He's trying to take me someplace. He, again, He's out to kill my potential. So he knows right here, this light is getting brighter. He knows the light is getting brighter. And he knows the detriment of bright lights. So he'll do whatever he can. Remember, he's a master at deception. To get me. To get me. To he can't dim the light. I can dim the light. I can hide the light under a bushel. So he'll get me to get to the place where I don't see myself as being effective. So then he's closed my mouth. The potential of those souls that I could have reached. He's won because I allowed him to. As opposed to, and I'm quitting, I'm going to quit. As opposed to, my God, my God, my God. My God. Mm, mm, mm. As opposed to me arresting my thoughts. Whatever the enemy comes with. Remember, we got this great big Holy Ghost on the inside. Great big Holy Ghost on the inside. And we have the power to cast down every imagination and every thought and every high thing. That acknowledges itself against the knowledge of God. That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We already have the power. The power is on the inside of us. And let me just say this and I'm going. Two things. One, learn to fellowship daily in this temple. In this temple. Our bodies, the temple of 
of the living God. It's, it says this. Where's my scripture here? Where's my scripture? Where's my scripture? He said, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost that's in you? That's what it says. That's what the word says. It says, Know ye not, where's my scripture here? That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost that's in you? First Corinthians. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. What? It even said, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? Which means now my body is a temple. I can fellowship with him daily in the temple. All day long. Thank you, Father. All day long I can fellowship with him. He's talking. I need to slow down and listen to what it is he has to say. Just like I give, I give ear to the devil. Just like I give ear to the devil. I need to take my ear from the devil's lips and tune my ear to God's lips. What is it that God wants to say to us? We need, we need direction. God, what do you want me to do? How is it that you want me to move? What direction should I go? Should I G or should I haul? Should I move forward? Do I go back or do I just stand still? But Lord, I'm not doing nothing until you tell me to move. See, because he may say go backwards. The devil may say go backwards. And God wants me to go forward. Well, God may say go backwards and I move forward. So if I'm fellowshipping with, fellowshipping with him daily in the temple, then I'll know what it is that I'm supposed to do. And as I'm fellowshipping with him, I'm building up myself. My inner man is growing stronger. I'm getting stronger on the inside. My light's getting brighter. I'm getting stronger because the more I fellowship with God, with the Holy Spirit, and the more I commune with him, the more scales drop off of my eyes and I can see starlight. I can see all, I won't see the whole kingdom of light because some things he's going to wait and show us when we get to heaven. But I can see clearer. My way becomes clearer. I can hear him. I'm, 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 I'm casting away the thoughts of the devil. The condemnation. Lord, I love you today, Jesus. There is not therefore no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus. We didn't make mistakes. Some of us, the enemy telling you messed up, you made mistakes. No, you didn't make a mistake. We'll talk about the rest of this another time. But God is with us. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Hallelujah, Jesus.
is with us. God is with us. Not only is he with us, the Holy Spirit is in us. He's in us. And he said, God said, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said this, he said, and I thank you this morning, Holy Spirit. Because not only is he talking to you, are he talking to me? He said this, he said, cast not away therefore your confidence. That has great recompense of reward. But you have need of patience. After that you've done the will of God to wait on the promise. Bishop closed with this scripture last week. It's in James the fourth chapter. He said, submit yourself therefore to Resist the devil. Resist Satan. Resist Lucifer. And he'll flee. You want the devil to go? Don't leave you alone. He make he the Bible said even with Jesus, he only left for a season. But you want that season? Submit yourself to God. And then you can have the power to resist. And some people have fallen in love with sin. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Have fallen in love with sin. God, your prayer needs to be, God, help my want to. Help my desires. Don't tell me God won't help you. Because he want to see you make it more than you want to make it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Then the word says, draw nigh unto God. And he'll draw nigh unto you. This is win-win. James talking to the church. James talking to the church. He's telling the church, and I'm saying this to us here. Submit yourself to God. How do I submit myself to God? I spend time with Him. I get in the Word. I, I, I stop the busyness. Sometimes, and this is something the Lord did for me back in January, and I can hear Him telling me to do it again. He told me to stop watching TV. Stop playing games. He told me some other things that I did. I came off of meat came off of sugars and even artificial sweetness. And that was one of the most glorious times in my life because I could hear him clearer. And God is calling us, Bishop, into a fast and not no lazy man's fast. And God is calling us to pray, not lazy man prayer. Heard the man said the young man said we were counseling Friday night, the couple. He said, I pray, but I pray lazy man prayers. Lazy man prayers, what I interpret that as is, okay, God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for how you kept me. Thank you for da 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. But we gotta pray. We gotta talk to him. Satan's playing for keep, always has, but he really playing for keep because he sees our potential.
Do you think he really wanted us to know the power of the Holy Ghost that's in us? Now that he knows it, now that he knows that we know, he's coming even greater. But greater is he that's in us. That's not to alarm us. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. But greater is the one that's on the inside of us. Every one of us, need, we need to examine ourselves. Examine ourselves. Do we give God the time he's supposed to have? Do we really give him enough time? I'm not saying you got to be in the word all day. I'm not saying you got to pray, pray all day. But you should always pray. That's the word. But you understand what I'm saying? Be on knees. That's not what I'm saying. But does he have more attention than our playtime? Our playtime, our relaxation time. Do we know how to relax with him? We can relax with him. You understand what I'm saying? How much do we worship him in the temple? How much do we fellowship with him in the temple? How much time do we give him? We can succeed in life, but I don't want to go without God. Because every door that's open does not mean that God opened it. Every door that's open doesn't mean God opened it. But if I in tune with him I would say oh look at this big that may not be a big blessing because the enemy is a master at deception God will let us know if it's a hook in it listen to his voice Let's, let us all pull our socks up start with me let's pull our socks up let's 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 Burl down deep in God. Burl down deep. Because the enemy's coming. He has come. He doesn't want the light to shine. But the deeper we get, the body shake it The more we fellowship with him, the brighter the light's gonna shine. And the more children of the light will be able to. Because I dare say every one of us want to be a soul winner. We want our families to be saved. We want our families to be saved. We want our, we, we want our people, people we know, our friends, our loved ones, we want them to be saved. They're looking at us. Our co-workers, our neighbors. The Bible says to make all men to see. God use us for your glory. But let us become aware of the wiles of the devil. As long as the enemy can keep us ignorant, we will never reach our full potential in God. I dare say some of you in here, you're called according to, you, to God's purpose. You'll go further, further, further than I've ever been. My job may be now just to make sure you get there, to build you up so you can go. Maybe I'll go a couple places, maybe not. But if I can build you up and you go, 
praise the Lord because it's got to be all about building the kingdom. Hallelujah, Jesus. We have got to burrow down deep in God. Remember who we are. Let's talk to the Lord. Let me say this, whether you're here or someone online, if you don't know the Lord, let's pray, saints, if you don't know the Lord as Lord and Savior, this is a good day to accept Him. raise your hands and even those of you online if you don't know him just ask him say Lord Jesus come into my life save me forgive me of everything that's not like you myself I want to be a child of the light transform me translate to me from the kingdom of darkness let me come into the kingdom of light and Lord I'll live for you the rest of my days and then there's some of you who are away from God but you know God loves you if you don't I'm here to tell you God loves you more than you know it doesn't matter to him how long you've been what you did who you did it with and where you've been it doesn't matter he still loves you. You pray. Lord, help me. Forgive me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And I'll live for you the rest of my days. Hallelujah. Now, those of us here in the audience, everybody else, everyone else, and those of you who are online, let's lift those hands before God. Lord, you see me, God. You see me. You see us, God. You see us. You see us, Lord. We want to live for you. Forgive us when we haven't let our light shine. We allowed the enemy to deceive us. But Lord, help us. Help us this morning to accept and realize we've got this great big power on the inside. Lord, help us to fellowship with you daily in this temple. Show us the how to speak to our heart. Draw us. Let our ears become cleaned out so we can hear your voice. That weird, oh God, I love you this morning. Thank you, Father. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel. Help us today, Holy Spirit. Help us. We'll live for you. You draw us and we'll come. Because you don't have to draw us. But if you draw us, Lord Jesus, we'll come. We'll run hard and fast after you. And not only that, God, but help us to redeem the time. We don't have a whole lot of time left. But help us to redeem the time. Because the days are few. We bless you for it this morning. We give it to your side. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 
Come on, let's tell the Lord thank you. Come on, let's tell the Lord thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love hallelujah. I'm going to encourage you. Encourage one another in our walk. Let's encourage one another. When you think about somebody, either shoot them a text, call them, and just and talk, not only just that, but talk to the Lord about it. Because we don't know what they may be going through. We don't know. Let's encourage one another. We have to be strength one for another. We have to be strength one for another. Amen. When I'm weak and you're strong, share your strength with me. When you're weak and I'm strong, I share my strength with you. Because we've got to make it together. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. You may be seated in his presence. Come on. Come on. Put those hands together. And let's tell the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. We have weapons that we can use. Mm. Bless the Lord. I bless the Lord this morning. I feel his presence. I feel his presence. Hallelujah. Go back online. Go on back over Facebook and listen to this message again. Let's listen to it with our hearts open. Because surely, 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 God is talking to us as a people. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.